is because the camera here in OBS, OBS Studio has been working terribly today. And because of that, I've been unable to do anything. So OBS is making me hate it. So because of that, we are going to be, this, this is the only angle you're getting right now. I keep looking here for some reason, but we're here. But anyways, yes, I said, this is episode 12 of the Nub Hub. Let's get things started. If you would introduce yourself to the people. Hello, I am a Cosmic Sodomite. I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, getting baptized uh, in a few weeks. So, um, and I'm here to talk about uh, the dangers of pornography and how that can lead into the homosexual lifestyle and how to avoid that as well. Very cool. Very cool. So the way, the way I think I want, I want this to go, um, I want people to, to hear your story for, for you to explain that to them. And people, people sometimes they, they will touch on pornography because it's bad. Cause obviously you're looking at people to have sex or whatever. And that's immoral, but people don't realize how damaging that can be or what kind of role that can take you into the fetishes that can develop here, the unnatural desires that can develop in here and what, what it can do to your mind. And that, that kind of thing people need to be made more aware of. So if you don't mind, um, tell them your story of you were once homosexual, you were no longer, you're going to be baptized soon. Just take it from the start and through the way we'll I'll interject and we can have conversations about it, but just let them know, tell them what's up. Yeah. I mean, um, it sort of started, um, I started viewing pornography and stuff about four or five years ago, and um, basically it just sort of, like, I always suppose I had some sort of same-sex attraction, but I was dating girls at that point anyway, but then I, me and my girlfriend got, went through a rocky breakup, so that sort of, um, then sort of made me decide that like well obviously i have feelings for guys i might as well see like if i can go anywhere with that you know right but uh then what happened was uh obviously they don't here in the uk they don't teach like gay sex ed in schools or anything mm-hmm. so so for like lgbt youth and stuff they sort of have to to go through these these dark paths to to figure out how to do that mm-hmm no, I... So then, that's... yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. So then, that's when I sort of um, go into the to the gay porn to sort of try and figure out how to do that. Mm-hmm. And then over time, it just sort of um, through watching that, just sort of changed my brain chemistry and and everything like that in order to to make it so that it was only guys I was thinking about. And mm-hmm. my attraction towards girls just sort of shut off and it sort of just I was just viewing it so much that it just sort of in a way brainwashed me into believing that I was gay you know and, and th- the same thing happens with I guess with dudes who may not even like, experience the um, same sex attraction kind of thing but they end up having less of a desire towards women they end up watching so much pornography to where it gets to the point where it's like well why talk to a girl or why, why do I need a girl if I can just, if I can just watch porn yeah. 
and they can have all their fantasies fulfilled right there. So they end up never just, it never gets to that point for them. So they just never, it just, they just never go there. So, yeah, and, exactly. and they just end up and people end up having, people end up not striving to get into relationships. So people, less people end up getting married at the, at the, because of that kind of thing. And that's why sometimes relationships go very, very sour because that, that awkwardness that can come but trying to have sex in the bedroom and having this expectation from pornography and trying to have, trying to replicate yeah. their real life. Cause it is very unrealistic and the kind of expectations they put on both men and women in that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I just think that it's very just damaging to, to people's marriages and relationships in general. Cause, um, like obviously growing up in my, like, that strong atheist background it was just sort of i think like he just sort of normalized that for me Mm -hmm. in a sense where i just sort of grew up thinking that that was like normal and and like every teenager my age was doing it and stuff like that and like this is the stuff that i sort of got got raised being told you know Mm -hmm. so i think that that definitely had an impact on me because I didn't have the the morals of of Christianity or the morals of a church that can be that foundation for what I should base my life on in following Christ. True, and a, a lot of and what a lot of people don't realize, they think with the um in twenty fifteen when Obama and um Joe Biden had legalized um gay marriage here in the U.S., they thought that um more people were just coming out as a result simply because they no longer have to hide it. But what they realized, the same amount of people per year for like older generations, but the, the, the rate never changed. So it was, wasn't like there was a difference there, but what did happen was people, Gen Z, millennials, like a lot of the younger generations started to become, become more overwhelmingly gay because it, it was a culture that was being put out or people normalizing that kind of thing and not telling them, hey, that, that that isn't the natural way. They were telling them, oh, no, this is the way. This is what it is, and that it's it's very um, cultural and like it's what they popularized, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think that probably like between twenty five percent and fifty percent of my school year at one point identified. As LGBT, you know? yeah, everyone claims either oh I'm bi or or something. I've noticed that too. A lot of people, my high school, um, and the people started saying, yeah, I'm I'm bi now or they're gay or something like that. And a lot and a lot of it, I noticed they were also very heavily on the internet, so they were open to that kind of like um, what is it? Um, I guess influence to say they were they were um put in that kind of influence and they, they just thought that kind of thing was okay. And also as I feel with Tumblr as well, there are a lot of things like social media platforms that just made it seem like that was the way. And I noticed I, I used to use Tumblr once upon a time. Cause I was, I used to be a, a huge Steven universe fan. I was like, I know Steven universe people were on Tumblr, but then I started to feel out of place because people were like, you're not gay or you're not buying, you're, you're not this. They were like, well, you're not, you're not, you're not part of us here or you're kind of like it made me feel weird being there so i was just like i don't know if i want to be here anymore so i just yeah. i end up i end up stopped using it because of that yeah i mean i like it's just also examples of that in the media like steven universe mm-hmm. like 
the Muppets have now started making Gonzo like wear drag and stuff. Uh, yeah, uh, Minnie Minnie Mouse now she the Minnie Mouse no longer wears a dress. She wears like a dress like um suit like is a basically like um like a shirt and a pair of pants now. So the whole yeah. idea of like women wearing dress and dudes wearing suits they're like trying to they they're trying to erase that cultural thing as well. And I'm just like, why are you making her? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just think that it's stuff like that that being brought into children's lives that, like, children don't need to to know about this stuff now. Like, exactly. A seven, eight year old isn't going to, like, they're still worried about cooties, thinking like other, like, boys are like, they think someone has cooties or something. They don't need to be, they're not worried about, like, sexuality why is that important to them it, it it isn't and they try to make it important to them that's why they push it on kids i remember on nickelodeon there was like um like a, like a gay pride day or, or an event that was being promoted on nickelodeon why is it on nickelodeon so yeah, yeah, def- yeah like nickelodeon yeah nickelodeon just recently like our statement saying that like spongebob was like pansexual or something <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. spongebob yeah Just... because apparently the creator before he died like said that all of the the sea creatures in the ocean don't have like a sexuality and stuff <laughs> they're fish and one of them is literally a sponge yeah. it's not even a sea creature and, I, and I'm, like, I'm like well they're only Steven Hillenburg never said that while he was alive. It was only these people that are now in charge that are saying this is how he fought. Mm-hmm. Like, this, this isn't, there's no evidence that he actually fought that. True. It was just people saying that, oh yeah, this is how he envisioned it in the first place. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to find this graph, but it shows like over the years, this trend of like increasing like the, like gay, gay characters, lesbian characters, trans characters, like the, it has increased so much over the years and that's where it, where it just came some, such a problem for me in steven universe because i came into it with the frame of mind like well they're just rocks i don't care they're not even human so why does it matter right but they, they start they started to do it to the humans as well they had it to where um the state of sadie i forget and then she started she became like bi or by not by whatever they call it right and she yeah. started and she was dating someone who was who was acting like this, claiming to be non-binary because it's a cartoon you can draw someone as ambiguous as you want and that's what they yeah. did and i'm just like well i'm like why are they doing this and that's yeah. where it, it started to it got more and more ruined for me and yeah it just made it hard to watch and they really started to push like the whole like gay agenda with the gems mm-hmm. more so i think with steven universe future like the the, the um the follow yeah. the follow-up show because when it when it was like Ruby and Sapphire, like who made, they made Garnet, it was just well, Ruby's like more like a dude, but some I'm gonna say is a dude, but sounds like a girl because it's voice wise girls. I just I just got to the point. They're rocks. They I don't know how their thing works. I, they don't. They're, since they're not human, I'm not sure their Jesus apply my our, our Savior applies to them. I don't. They 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 come out of the ground and they don't exist beforehand. So. It, I, it's kind of like mental gymnast, like mental gymnastics with it. But like the thing was, it was like they're just rocks. Why, why, why should I care? Yeah. But then it's just it's the agenda they've tried to push with it. And that's why I was such an outcast as well within the Steven yeah. Universe community. 
because of my, my, my political beliefs and different things, I was just like, I don't do that stuff. I just like Steven Universe. So it made, it made it hard to hang around them. But go ahead, continue. Yeah, I think it's just like sort of even like Disney Channel have started to, to push that agenda. Like they had their mm -hmm. first like openly gay like sitcom character a few like years back. And, mm -hmm. and I think that like you know that like things are a bad when even disney is starting to do that you know true true like uh, every like, like children's like station life. yeah disney cartoon network nickelodeon <laughs> kids can't watch cartoons and of at all and avoid this stuff because they're pushing it everywhere yeah it's even like in mainstream television mm. oh, hello hello uh-oh I may have lost you there. Hello, hello. Stream, the stream is healthy. Stream's fine. We lost him for a little bit, though. See if he'll see if he's gonna come back in here. Hello, hello. This message. Oh no. We're gonna redial him. We're gonna redial him. There he goes. He's back. Hello. Hello, sorry. You're good. You're good. Let me get this set back up. Because it shook. What happened to You're good, you're good. Um, but the window did close, so let me get this set back up the right way. Yeah. But you were saying how, like, yes, all in the cartoons and. Yeah. Uh oh. I don't think he's going to let me show it again because it's acting stupid like it did earlier. It dropped the call and now it's just. Bruh. I don't want to end the stream or anything like that. Bruh, but I want to have like no, no pictures or whatever, you know, dude, this is like the worst. I hate this so much. I guess like, um, hold on, hold on, it's hold on. Still live. It's still live on YouTube. We're still technically live. So, hey, um, if you want, I'm, I'm going to stream my face. Um, if that's fine and we can talk, but if you want, if you want to send me an image and I can like display it on the screen as well, so people know that you're talking, right. You want to send me it from your, um. Do you have like a quick image you can send me from like Cosmic um, Cosmic Side of my your Instagram? If yeah. not, I can just stream my face and you do your audio. Do the audio. Is that fine? Uh, no, I can send you. Cool. Let's do that. Let's do that. G give us a moment here, folks. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Call dropped. It's making it a little hard now. So, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try to get that going again. Well, I I'll talk a bit here about how um. Yeah. Kids cannot avoid um, the things like they, they can't avoid the over sexualization of the world today. Like everything's over sexualized because the, the, the kids have to be sexual. And then like and people we know boy, like young boys, boys and girls are being exposed to pornography and like as little as 11 years old. It's terrible. So. They literally cannot cannot escape it, even if they wanted yeah. to. So I, 
Thank you. So it's, it's important for parents to monitor what their kids are watching. And they, they'll, they'll get a lot of it in school, but a lot of it they end up seeing from home. So you really gotta, we got to, you got to make sure you know what your kids are watching. You really do. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's even, it's even like, as I was saying before, Kyle, that like even with television shows that are more technically adult, like they're just ticking boxes like of different like specific like LGBT profiles and mm-hmm. like blacks and, like all these different boxes that they just feel like they have to fill so then because if they don't then there's going to be someone that's going to be annoyed true so true like, because, because there's always like a gay character or a Hispanic or Chinese. They they, or they, they 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 do it in in every TV show. Every TV show. Sometimes literally just because well we don't have the the Hispanic character or we don't have the black character, so let's go ahead and just throw them in. Yeah. People exactly. ca- characters just can't can't be characters anymore. They have to be like this kind of thing. Like every TV show now has to have like a gay character. And it's like, why? Why do we have to do that? Yeah. I mean, like, it's even, like, certain TV shows or movies that have been based off of, like, books or stuff, where mm. they've specifically, in these books, said that the the character is, like, ginger or white or straight or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they've gone and made the movie or TV show and then changed them entirely to where it's only their name that is the same true like there was um with harry potter right um like i I don't jk rowling then i I know that that was like a popular thing for a long time how they say well oh yeah this character this character was gay and it's just like Mm. why is that important you're like like why (laughs) it's just like why They, they, they 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 literally have to put it in every single thing Mm. Yeah, it's just like because if they don't, then there's gonna be someone that's getting annoyed or like ragged off about it. Cause mm-hmm. uh, we just have to to please everyone at this point, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, and the thing, like, uh, to not 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 to sidetrack it a bit here, but they're um, on my like personal like Facebook page. I, I like school people I went to school with, right? who will constantly complain. There was like some TikTok um, awards or something, right? And everyone was like, it's a shame there wasn't more black creators here. And I'm just like, oh my goodness. Why does it matter that they're black? <laughs> Why do you complain so much about it? And it's just like, they look, they look for things to just be like, I'm not being represented. This is terrible. Why, why do they hate me? And it's like they over obsessed with like this, like the identity of things. Yeah. I mean, like, it's like with programs, like back in the day, the, like, there are good programs that are good, like, because they can, because they don't have that diversity, like Golden Girls, Charmed, like. Literally, just TV shows. Also, 
I'd also even say the same thing with um with F- Family Matters. It was a TV show. It was, it was a it was a black family, and there were, there was Steve Urkel, and people like Steve Urkel because he was nerdy. It, they, it wasn't the fact that oh he's a black and a nerd. Is Steve Urkel was just a nerdy guy, and um and I, and I liked Family Matters. I just I like TV shows. They could be good, but when you go to actually like yeah. force like character like types in it yeah. instead of just making genuine characters, you end up with a terrible yeah, TV like, show. Like um in the 90s there was charmed which mm-hmm. was a bunch of like female witches who were all white my my, my wife loves that show i think she used to watch it all the time they, and in, in 2018 they remade it and made them hispanic and <laughs> one of them is a lesbian even though they're all they were all straight women why see stuff like that is just so stupid because they they it's like they have the same powers and everything, and there's just like clearly the sisters who are supposed to be the others, but then they've got like one that's a lesbian now, and like <laughs> they they did the same thing with um. Let me make sure I'm not losing you in there because I noticed it's like a little bit. Okay, you're still here. Cool. I noticed they did the same thing right with um. What's it called? Um, Invincible is a TV show. It was like is a hero TV show where um the dad um is a Viltrumite, basically like like Superman kind of like origin story or whatever, right? But in the comics, a lot of the characters that were black, I mean a lot of characters that were white originally, um end up becoming black in the comic. And I think the same thing was with with the main character Mark Mark Grayson, and I don't he wasn't he I don't think he was an Asian in the comics, but he, they made him like an Asian like half Ultramite, half Asian for the TV show. Then I'm just like, how is this helping it at all? Why does this matter? If, if you made the characters this way in, in the comics and people loved it, why change it now to like, just to like p- pander to other people because they want to be represented or whatever. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just gone out of hand at this point. Cause Definitely. Yeah, but... Um... If you, if you want to continue, sorry, I keep sidetracking yeah. you, sorry. <laughs> yeah, um, so basically uh, what happened um, was early uh, last year, like, after thinking the pornography and stuff and masturbation was just normal and stuff, at one point I was doing it like five, six times in a day, you know. And it, and it, get, it gets to the point. Sorry, I don't know. I, I want people to hear your story. I keep cutting off. It's like having a conversation. I want them to hear it first, then we can chat. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, but um, basically uh, what happened was um, like my aunt passed away early last year. And uh, that sort of struck my family a lot because it was my dad's sort of closest sister. And she sort of helped raise him, really. So um, what happened was uh, we just... Uh, lost her and then um basically um we were i'd bought this purple hoodie with a purple flower on the back like right like before she passed and her funeral and stuff mm-hmm. and uh this was like my first proper spiritual experience because um i got into the doorway about literally like about to leave and then i had this gut feeling like prompting from the spirit mm-hmm. that i needed to because I was wearing a red hoodie at the time, but I had this feeling that I needed to to change and put on this purple hoodie. Mm-hmm. And and I was like, okay, I 
have this feeling like I need to yeah to change and put it on, but I don't know why, you know. But I accepted the prompting and and then changed. But um, it wasn't until we got to the funeral that I really understood why, because um, as I said, the the hoodie had a purple flower on the back, and and where she was being buried, um, there were all these purple flowers around where she was being buried. Really. Yeah, and um, I just was asking, like, what significance they had, you know? Like, yeah. if they actually meant anything or if it was just coincidence that they'd just been planted there, you know? Mm-hmm. But, um, like, I, I got told by my family that uh, they were, like, symbolic of her life and stuff. And, and like, it just sort of made me feel a lot closer to her because I, I didn't know that that the same flower that I was wearing on, literally on me was wow. symbolic of her and representative of her life here on earth, you know? And, um, that's when I sort of, uh, started having an extreme faith crisis because I'd been told that like god isn't real or jesus doesn't exist you know mm. my whole life being raised with my atheist dad and stuff and parents and everything like my dad's big on like aliens and stuff like that and, <laughs> like, and so, imagine that did you don't <laughs> I, I, not gonna get into that i want to talk about your dad and like that that yeah but um <laughs> Yeah, but basically what happened was um, I then decided to, to pray for the first time. And, uh, like, I'd remembered hearing about missionaries before, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, I just decided, like, to to reach out to them and, like, went on the website and stuff. After I prayed, like, a week or so later, I just realized that it was something that I needed to do but at that point in time it was just sort of a a whim you know I I didn't expect anything to to come right right I just just thought I'd have like one lesson and then I'd say goodbye to them and then never speak to them again yeah but but that's not what happened it it was very surreal because um my first lesson was obviously during like lockdown and stuff so it was like zoom and um like i just still i had that that feeling like that i had when i like was about to change and stuff from the spirit like i had that comfort feeling of of knowing that i was like the spirit was in me but i i didn't know what it was yeah like i just i just felt really sort of relax chill you the, know? the spirit the spirit does that like christ literally says like i will send, send you a comforter like and that, that, yeah, that yeah. that's what the the spirit is it, 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 he's our he's our comforter and the confirmer of truth and mm-hmm. the spirit yeah. can really the spirit is what does it all for us and if you know, like when we feel the spirit that allows us to be able to discern from right from wrong and to and allow us to have like amazing feelings and to hold amazing memories. Cause I still have one of my brother and how, um, when we were talking to missionary, cause I, I became a member of the time after I converted and we started to do lessons with my brother. 
And I remember I started to ramble on. I don't remember much of what I'm saying, but spirit, spirit sent me. I'm like, I'm going. I'm just like, I'm saying, I'm like, I'm, I think I'm saying what he, what he needs to hear. And next thing you know, he starts crying. I start crying. Our, the missionaries start crying. We all hug. He's like, all right, I'm going, give me the interview. I'm ready to get baptized. And it was like such a, it was such a beautiful day. An amazing memory I, I'll probably never forget. And yeah, spirit, spirit is awesome. Holy Ghost, very yeah. underrated member of the Godhead. We love him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, basically, uh, I had that feeling. But like after the lesson, I was just very relaxed and stuff. And I just thought, like, what is this feeling I'm having? Like, mm-hmm. I've never felt anything. I've never really felt anything like this before. Like, other than these, like, two times that I've it mm-hmm. happened, you know? And then I was like, I need to to find out what exactly this is, and then um, <laughs> and then I I just thought I'd ask the missionaries like if they could tell me mm-hmm. what it is. Like I I didn't expect them to have an answer. I didn't. Right. I just thought, well, like it's happened two times when spiritual experiences. You know, mm-hmm. it, it could be something, but it's probably nothing. You know, mm-hmm. and then they explain to me about the spirit and I was just so amazed because um, I was just thinking like how can you feel something about a religion that you don't know you're joining uh, like you're thinking of joining but like you don't know that it's part of that you know right right true like it was just I just sort of got sold from there really like and started to to meet with the missionaries like every week and everything and and like I just yeah and then that's sort of where the it ties back with the pornography now because mm-hmm. they invited me to Sunday school on Zoom for the first time mm-hmm. and uh, it was my first like lesson first time sort of meeting everyone over Zoom and everything and um, like it. I'd had church in the morning and then me and my friend had agreed to meet in town mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't know what the what the lesson was going to be on until like I was standing in the middle of town waiting for my friend with my <laughs> headphones in listening to my bishop talking to me about the dangers of pornography and masturbation it's, it's all and, it's always something that you I think this is like something like it's always the craziest thing. Um, almost every Sunday, I end up hearing something that like I didn't realize how much I needed to hear this or how relevant this is. So that at the time, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it was just my first Sunday school lesson. Like, if they'd invited me to church like a week after, or if I just decided because I was meeting my friend, I didn't want to go on Zoom, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, and if, but because I was there in that moment listening about the dangers of something that i presumed was natural for a majority of my life mm-hmm. it was just like a giant like kick in the backside from <laughs> God, <you know? laughs> oh yeah oh yeah like, I, I needed to get my shiz together man <laughs> honestly like, yeah <laughs> and i've had like i i've experienced like a lot of the same thing, like with, with, with pornography, with um, 
it, with it being completely new into the world, right? Um, we're basically like the guinea pig a generation for this stuff. We we have been the most susceptible to the stuff of pornography because it's not it hasn't been as widespread as it has been today. It's like the the invention of Pornhub and all these other big porn websites that exist now because it's it's free, it's available online, and most of the internet is comprised of this stuff. And then when you talk, and some of your parents, if they're not necessarily, if they're not exactly like religious, right, or Christian or something, they don't know how to to deal deal with that or how to handle that kind of thing. So you end up being a young kid, end up, and you actually see something on TV. Where guess what happened? That's what happened to me. I was like 11 years old, and it was like some on some HBO channel on Direct TV, and I'm just like, people are doing stuff on the TV because my mom and mom and dad are gone. I'm like. <laughs> and then from there, like literally, pornography addiction, and like people like the the, the church, and, like people like John Doyle, and people like that yeah. helped me get out of that stuff. So I had a, a very, I had a, a really big, really bad issue. Well, and like my, my my girlfriend, who was my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, also saw that I, I had been dealing with this up for such a long time, and this this messed with the way with the way I viewed women too. Like I, it was hard for me to have normal conversations with them or just build natural, like maybe friendship sometimes. Cause it was just, I would always think about it's, it's so weird to think about now. Right. Cause I'm just, I'm just talking to a girl. And I'm just thinking I could do this to you. I could do that to you. I want to do this mm-hmm. to you. And it's just like, that's, that's so unhealthy for you. So it makes, yeah. it makes it hard for you to interact with women. And then let's say, you're about to get down to sex, right? But then you start thinking of porn. So you're you're not even thinking about the woman that you're with. Your mind is somewhere over here. So you end up with like erectile dysfunction or something. Because a lot of people who end up watching porn end up with that because they can only get like this rise and this dopamine rush from pornography. So so it ruins them and it ruins their their life with women and that ruins their their confidence. It does. It literally. Da- destroys your brain and destroys your brain chemistry. Pornography yeah. in a lot, and this is this is the cause of many divorces because men end up like end up being hooked on pornography and being like, "Oh, my wife's not good enough for me anymore." Yeah, unless she doesn't look exactly. good enough, or they they don't want to put in the effort to help her change. Like, let's say, let's say if she has a weight problem or something, they end up like, "Well, all these women are skinny. I just watch them. They're not this by not helping her out." Or, yeah working with her his his wife so yeah i just think that pornography at this point is definitely one of satan's strongest and greatest tools oh yeah to to get people you know like it just it's just sad how how many people are sort of dealing with it and i i'm just so grateful that i found the church when i did and found the gospel when I did because God has literally like saved my life you know because I could have been like living this lifestyle like 30 years down the line man like mm-hmm. it's just like luckily it, it was only really like five six years of sort of masturbating doing por- like watching porn and stuff like mm-hmm. But it it could have been so much longer. True. 
um, there there is a commentator, um, like a right wing guy, um, who was like, do you ever ever heard of Miley Yiannopoulos? Uh, yeah, I think so. He he, as people, he he would always be on stage talking about how not not all the time he was talking about this, but when it came to like the, the gay topic and stuff, it was always about. I don't, I don't want to say anything like vulgar, but he was talking about how he'd be like, hmm. but dicks and like sleeping with like big black dudes and different stuff like that. Talking about how I'm, I'm sucking dick and like being real vulgar with it. And like he he had an interview recently with, with Steve Steve Franson, and he was like, yeah, this this set this was destroying my life, and and it also came from like the fact that he him being young, being in relationships with like older men. And how he views viewed sex, and it was more about just him wanting to be like abused, and like a lot of it like ends up blind people end up abused or like being away from God. But he's he's turning a leaf now. He's like God, God is saving me, and I, that's and I think that's such a beautiful thing. And I think that's the issue with society. Like another big issue with it, they don't treat it as something. They say it's completely normal, it's completely fine. Instead of trying to help people, what we're doing, we're dooming people. We're, we're ruining their lives like um the rates of um suicide amongst like gay like homosexual people in the world is drastically higher than that of someone who isn't we're, we're not we're to, when we when we confirm this thing like when, when we confirm that unnatural part right that ungodlike feature we're we're doing more damage than we are doing good because we're doing no good to them yeah yeah, yeah i just think that um like basically after like that um sunday school lesson uh i then decided to sort of pray again and just like ask for for help out of like this and everything and then i actually managed to uh find a latter-day saint um specialist who deals with like overcoming pornography and Mm -hmm. masturbation like for like for that, for any like people who are like members of the church, I, don't, I think it's not even for members of the church, but there's a twelve step um addiction recovery program, which um if anybody wants info on that, let let me know. I'll put something down and like maybe in the description or the comment section. But there there are resources out there and also available through the church. So, and very useful. I mean, I I wasn't really expecting to to find anything, but then um. I think I was just sort of scrolling through through Instagram and stuff and then uh, like that's when I found this guy and uh, I've sort of been meeting with him ever since and everything. So um, like yeah and he's definitely helped me and uh, but then um, it's 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 definitely been sort of like a puzzle you know. Mm-hmm. Like th- this journey in the gospel is is definitely like a puzzle because definitely you just get you just get little puzzle pieces that just fit together like as the path goes along and then like like obviously we wish we had all the answers and everything now but but that's just not the way it is you know like, now th- and the reason for that like with us being just in our in our mortal state we we I don't think we are capable of comprehending everything like that like like the atonement of Jesus Christ and what he what he did for us and how he atoned for the sins of everyone 
born before him and everyone's going to be born after him. Like, how does that make sense? They, you haven't been born yet. How do you die for their sins? It's, it's hard. It's hard to understand, but we know that he did it for, for every single one of us. And that, that should, that, and that should suffice. Yeah. And that's for us to, we not, we're not going to understand everything right now, but we, we will, yeah. they, we'll, we'll learn at, at some point in, in the, in the eternities, this, this will be made known to us. Yeah. So, um, after I've sort of been, been getting help from him for, for a while and stuff, um, I then had young men's camp, mm -hmm. which sort of was just a real stepping stone in my journey because growing up, I sort of, I never really had any sort of like strong male friendships. Mm -hmm. I'm growing up. Most of my friends are female, which, which also to was sort of i suppose to in part for the for me being more of a feminine guy you know mm -hmm. like growing up around like mostly females and stuff can have that influence on you mm -hmm. so, um, guys guys need guy friends and girls need girlfriends like boys yeah. they, they they do need other other guy friends to help them yeah. as grow grow as men yeah and like i just sort of before the like that's what i love also about our church is that it places such a great emphasis on those male friendships and mm. those female friendships from such a young age mm -hmm. like having young men's and young women's like but like the, the genders are separate and they 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 know how to help build them and help them grow they they, they know yeah. there's a reality and the differences between the two and that, that's, yeah, a, that's like, a beautiful like, thing like some of my closest like guy friends now are like members of the church and stuff and it's just like one of this this guy that i had a prompting again to uh, i had a prompting to look at my stake instagram page mm -hmm. and and like i sort of um was scrolling through that like i was like why am i getting this prompting to just look at yeah. instagram like see who's following an instagram page like and then this guy uh, popped out at me, and uh, I just thought, well, like, I hadn't met him at this point or anything. Like, we, the 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 uh, young men's camp was sort of our first like stake activity, mm -hmm. and because uh, it was like right after we came out of lockdown, so it was just the first thing that we could all do to gather together, and um, like me and him started to message and everything and uh like also with young men's camp it 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 helped me a lot to to get sort of a like go cold turkey on not being able to to watch pornography and masturbate right obviously we're very restricted to not have our phones or anything while mm -hmm. we're there and and like obviously we could have our phones but the signal there weren't that great yeah <laughs> So, uh, so, um, I, I just sort of left my phone in my bag. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm not proud to admit it, but I am probably super reliant on my phone anyway. And that's just like so, the, the reality of technology, right? Yeah. So to, to go like complete cold Turkey for just three days was, was amazing. And to be able to, to connect with guys because like it just helped me to to be able to to build those upon those strong friendships that mm -hmm. 
like I'd sort of been in my ward like a, a few months already but it wasn't until young men's camp that I sort of solidified friendships you know mm-hmm. like going in and to the church at first I, I guess I felt like an outsider a bit because yeah. I just felt like all these guys like I'm just coming in and like they've already got fully established friendship groups right right they all know each other like they've been growing up together and then i come in and and just sort of i'm trying to find my place but it's just hard to to socialize when like (laughs) like at first and stuff so um it wasn't until i was actually probably like sharing tents with these guys and getting to to play cards and and like do all these fun fun games with them that Mm. uh like I met, I met some of my closest friends now, like at young men's camp, because, like, it's just a great bonding experience. To it is. Be able to do that. So, um, yeah, but uh, me and this guy that I messaged, we didn't really like talk to each other at young men's camp. Mm-hmm. It, it was sort of strange because we'd already, like, gotten to a point in messaging that we sort of knew each other enough and stuff, but. But he was sort of in the the more like popular group, like everyone liked him, and and he sort of had like the massive friendship group and stuff. Yeah. So I guess at that, at that point, being new still, I was just so scared to just like approach him. And yeah. Talk to him and stuff because because these people that are in his friendship group are going to be like, how do you know this guy? Like. True. He, true. I understand. Like, I understand that. If I just approach him and just start talking to him like I've known him for a bit, like. It's going to be a bit strange, but, um, yeah, so we didn't really say all of two words to each other at camp, and then we apologized to each other, like, after camp and stuff, and and after camp was the, my first ever, uh, steak dance, and, uh, <laughs> that's when me and him, this guy, sort of got really close friends, because we were messaging, like, leading up to the dance, like, it was a week or so after camp. And um, we were just talking normally, and then, like, I was saying that, like, oh, are you excited for the dance and stuff? And he was like, oh, yeah, like, and then, like, he just randomly just, like, asked me, like, oh, so am I going to, like, dance with any girls at the dance? Mm-hmm. And and I was like, eh, like, he obviously knew, like, my sexuality at that point. And stuff. Yeah. Like, he wasn't, like, I'd been open with him about that, and... He seemed pretty chill about it. Like, he, he obviously wasn't going to, like, say much to me about it. Like, <laughs> so, uh, I, 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 I remember the church, they want, they want to be understanding and, and, and yeah. help. So, yeah. Yeah, but then um, we were sort of messaging and, like, I, I was just like, yeah, I don't really know. Like, uh, it's not really, I don't know. Like, I don't really want to do that. And then he was like, it's, it's fine if you don't, I guess. But I think maybe you should, like, put yourself out there you might you might enjoy yourself you know Mm -hmm. like like anything can happen and then i just like thought well this guy's just trying to like change me or whatever or right like but but in actual fact it was just him trying to like get me out of my comfort zone yeah and that but (laughs) and then um i i felt thought about it prayed about it and stuff and i was like okay like i messaged him i was like okay I'll do it, but but I might need a bit of encouragement. And then and then his response was like the funniest. He was like, um, 
encouragement now i'll get you to dance in one if i have to grab you them myself <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and i was like okay like I, I i did not think that he would like follow through with that. yeah like, i just thought i just thought this guy is just popular like he's he's not gonna he's gonna be trying to dance like ask girls to dance himself he isn't gonna actually care about what i'm doing right at the dance like but then we got to the dance and um like what happened was uh like at this point like leading up to the dance i think i'd had my highest like no fap streak ever of like in two weeks i think i masturbated probably like and watched porn like probably three times which was good for me that, that, like, that as compared to watching it like up to like yeah. m several several times a day that yeah exactly. that is very much improvement yeah, so um, I think that was also changing my brain chemistry a lot at that point. Anyway, so um, then the first the first uh, slow dance came on, and uh, I just remember just sort of standing in the corner, like trying to, <laughs> to like not be not be in view of this other guy. I was like, nah, like I'm just gonna stand here. Yeah. And I literally saw him, like I literally saw him like searching for me he was like looking and scouring the place <laughs> to try and find me when the first slow dance came on and then he like walked up to me and then put his arm around me and was like come on we're gonna go do this and then i was literally like trying to walk away from him i was like no, mm -hmm. no not happening and he was like come on we're doing this you, you've got to do this and then he like brought me up to his friend and uh asked her to dance for me and um it was just sort of I had that feeling of of butterflies, like in my it's, in my. Stomach. It's a wonderful feeling. <laughs> like dancing with the girl for the first time, like I mean, the first time, like ever, really, because like even when I was dating girls, I didn't really like properly dance with them, you know. Mm -hmm. But um, I had that that warm feeling from the spirit again of like knowing that this is what. I needed to be doing in that moment and uh it just sort of hit me like a ton of bricks like, <laughs> i was like dang like i just sort of like after the first dance i then out of like a possible five dances i think i i managed to to ask two more girls to dance after that like on okay, my own without okay. his help so um yeah but uh basically i was my head was definitely a wreck that yeah I, I bet because five years of believing i was fully gay you know that's just and then having feelings for for girls again and like i've used the analogy of it was sort of like i have two light switches like in me mm -hmm one for like same-sex attraction and one for like heterosexual attraction you know and for like five six years of my life the the light switch was turned off for the heterosexual attraction mm -hmm. and just sort of amped up for the for the same-sex attraction so um it just felt like that light switch got turned on after so long you know like of 
being able to to dance with a girl and um basically uh i then sort of prayed for for clarity and then um basically uh the next morning i um like wrote this down uh in my notes mm-hmm. would you like to share yes Can please share that absolutely so obviously the the spirit knows like what you're thinking before you even do so, um, absolutely um basically i wrote i hate what satan made me get into i almost had my life ruined by it without god's intervention i would have still been living in the horrific gay lifestyle and i would have thought getting married to a guy was what i had to do is that to say and made me believe i was but that's not me that was never me it was satan's thoughts in my head that made me believe i was gay i have found the light in god now and i couldn't be happier amen <laughs> and that was the morning after the dance amen <laughs> At that point, it like uh, those th- those weren't weren't my words. <laughs> you know, like, I weren't I, I writing that. Like that was that was the spirit. You know, like it's it's just crazy how the spirit can just like say things through us and use us mm-hmm. to tell us things that we didn't even think about ourselves. You know, mm-hmm. like another experience I had where the spirit talked through me was uh, a young men's camp again when we had testimonial meeting mm-hmm. and it, it was my first time like at a testimony meeting mm-hmm. like obviously i'd had like church testimony but i hadn't really gained like a strong testimony at those and stuff and didn't really Oop. feel the confidence to to get up in front of everyone at that point yeah but uh basically the first the first few people the first few guys had gone a testimony meeting and um what happened was i just opened my mouth <laughs> at like all the first three four guys of, i think i was like the fourth one out of like 50 of us mm-hmm. and um everyone like I, I think i just i don't even remember what i said because that's the joy of the spirit you just say things like and you don't really <laughs> it's hard to recall you know? yeah <laughs> yeah and uh, what happened was, uh, I just think I said, like, well, being new to the church or being a convert or whatever. And then everyone just sort of stared at me. <laughs> and, then, and then I just remember thinking, like, and saying in my head, like, to the spirit, I was like, oh, you're, you're making me do this now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ready for this. But there's three people that have gone. Like, I, I, I want it to be, like, in the middle of the pack, not at the start. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> But, um, yeah, and then I just sort of, like, bore my testimony in front of 50 guys that I didn't really know that well and a bunch of young men's leaders, like, <laughs> and then, like, that was the, the first time that I'd ever, like, bore my testimony really to, to anyone was, like, and then, and then they were all, like, congratulating me afterwards because, obviously, only being in the church, like, for like three four months you know mm-hmm. like and then and then like bearing my heart to a bunch of strangers right <laughs> like like i didn't really know these people at this point you know yeah absolutely not that I love like i do now like this was for most of them my first time meeting them so so um like yeah i just 
and then like everyone was sort of joking with me they were like um oh well i think you've got the like hard part out of the way now you can like they'll be asking you to speak at church now. yeah <laughs> true <laughs> because if you can if you convey your testimony in front of like 50 like hormonal or teenage boys you know you're right <laughs> <laughs> like teenagers can be like rough and judgmental true like more so than like adults can so mm -hmm. if, if i was able to and like i actually asked to to speak at church like um the morning of my baptism so mm -hmm. that's the first time i'm giving a talk as well so uh wow we yeah <laughs> but um yeah so uh after i i wrote that i just sort of i messaged the the guy back and was explaining to to him what had sort of taken place and what i was feeling and stuff and and like i think that like he didn't really act that shocked like i thought he would you know right like i think that he saw in me something that i didn't see in me if that makes sense yeah absolutely like and and out of all the people that at that dance knowing this guy now and knowing what he's like out of all the people that i could have got that prompting to to message he is the one that is the most likely to have done what he did because he's kind of so, cool that's kind of cool like, like i didn't i didn't know who this guy was when i first messaged him like i didn't know his personality i didn't know how like confident he was and stuff and how like helpful he is and but knowing him now he just sort of like if if like i would have like if i time traveled or something i would have told myself to message him there is definitely a thing with um um, like ministering angels like amongst us, like sometimes it's 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 other humans in the world that can that be that that does that for us to help us help bring us to Christ. That yeah. it, it's, it's definitely a thing. Yeah, and what's what's crazy as well is um basically uh, after that I sort of I sent him a message. I was like um also oh, uh, I was thinking uh would you like to to do something for my baptism. And uh, he was like, um, oh, well, like, say a prayer or something. And I was like, um, actually, how, how would you like to be the one to baptize? baptize yo! And uh, he was like, whoa, I, I, I'd be honored, man. Like, yeah. And, uh, like, I just thought that this guy has just done so much for me already. Like, mm -hmm. I need, I need, he is the one to baptize me. Like, mm -hmm. there's no other option at this point mm -hmm. and like me and and recently i i found out that um what's even crazy is uh he is because he's um a military brat so uh, mm -hmm. his dad's been stationed over here for about like two nearly three years and three years is around about the the like time when they they get relocated yeah so um he's he's leaving and moving back to America a few months after I get baptized, which was the timing. So, so surreal because I just sort of realized that like 
not trying to make it all about me, but like, is that one of the reasons that his dad was stationed over here? Because God has a way of making these things work out. Like, but, but... so he so he could do this for me and be the one to baptize me because, like, apparently I've been talking to like a few of his friends in the stake and stuff that have known him like since he got stationed, mm-hmm. and they said that he's had a rapid change in confidence since they met him Rip. to like <laughs> now and they were like when when like they first met him he was like shy and everything and like the complete opposite of what in the world him. and like um like it just i feel like those those two three years before like or two years before he met me like was just sort of him leading up to to getting to the confidence mm-hmm. that he has now in order to to be ready for the task of of doing this, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, now he's heading off for, for America and stuff, like, a few months after I get baptized. Like, it's just... It's crazy, like, how, as I say, the puzzle just sort of fits together so nicely. True. You wouldn't even, like... Yeah, and no, um, I'm going on my my first friendship day after uh, my baptism as well. So that'll be cool. Very <laughs> epic. Very epic. Yeah, because what happened was uh, basically, um, obviously, asking out a girl can be scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it was my first sort of time after like five years of not doing that, and and. Friendship dating in itself is very, church dating is very different to, to cultural dating. True, true. Like how people date in society is very different to how people date within the church. Very true. Like, you you go on like friendship dates to sort of get to know the person before mm-hmm. you actually get serious about them. And that's how, definitely how it should be. But you know, we we've lost that because in today's society. Nowadays, nowadays all people care about is like sex and and getting in bed with these people Mm -hmm. that like one night stands and stuff that they don't actually and then that's why i think that church marriages and like christian marriages tend to last so much longer they do than societal marriages because people don't get to know each other before they get married like you shouldn't like people are just so quick to get married that they just rush into it and then they just sort of end in divorce because mm-hmm. they're realizing things that, that they don't gel well together whereas if you're like actually getting to know the person before marrying them you can get to know all their flaws get to know like adjust to the other person true instead of realizing these things like 30 40 years down the line and then- well, you've but, but, already had kids with this person and then right. you're divorced. With people not building their relationship on like the foundation of God and, and not letting God be the center mm-hmm. of the relationship, they end up being more susceptible to um, things like worrying, like getting divorced over finances or mm-hmm. people being more, more um, willing to do something like infidelity or going to cheat on their partner because God isn't at the center of their relationship. So because of that, yeah. it just falls apart. Yeah, exactly. I just think that, like, that's why, like, there's 
there's so much of like married couples within the church that have lasted so long because they've had that foundation of mm-hmm. God and placing that in the in the center because they're following the the morals and standards and they share the same values. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like I think that like obviously as I said about young men's camp it was just also nice to be around people that won't judge you for mm-hmm. for your beliefs and won't judge you for because they have the same beliefs as you mm-hmm. it's it's hard from my background not having any like before the church not having any christian friends mm-hmm. who i can talk to freely about my beliefs whereas now i've got loads that i can freely express my love for god too and people need that more so today they really do good christian friends good christian people to be able to talk to in a world that just completely despises christianity and religion as a whole yeah exactly i also feel like where the like there's two there's very much a divide at the moment between like um progressive like lgbtq plus stuff and like christianity because Mm -hmm. i feel like people are becoming more open to religion as well Mm. because like nowadays like with the generation coming up like my generation gen z such a powerful generation they're definitely a lot more susceptible to to hearing others beliefs i suppose that's also somewhat a a benefit of sort of a more like open-minded society where people can like express their beliefs and not be judged and then people are more open to to hearing others beliefs and then actually listening and also i've noticed also is they the also a very extreme opposite with that as well where i know there are a lot of people who the people say oh you're you're like a lot of agency you're a cis white male and it just it just they just completely write them off or something like that very disheartening sometimes yeah i just think that um like i know like like through like online and stuff like i've gotten to meet so many like like you and like me like converts to the church mm-hmm. that's still like young mm-hmm. and, and like i just feel like there are more more youth now than ever coming into the church uh, because I, yeah yeah go ahead yeah, I, I was i was thinking about that um there's also with and also just as a whole like religion is also declining but it's also good that there are there are people also coming to the church and right now it's a very polarizing time where there are people like well you're semi right semi this it's not against the point there is like right and wrong and people are like if you kind of feel this way you have to be this all the way for you this you're that is is very you know yeah yeah it's just sort of like even 
I feel like the media definitely is against the church a lot. Oh, like, yeah, definitely. And, like, I had a Sunday school lesson the other week on the Book of Mormon musical because that's coming to, to the nearest town that, like, is near me. Yeah. And, like, that's by the people that make South Park and mm. stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, the South Park Mormon episode is yeah. Just, I mean, <laughs> I mean, they South Park just take the mick out of everyone, really. And so true. I, I, I don't see how they get away with it. <laughs> like how? It's it's how po they... it's popular to um to hate God and to be against anything well, yeah, for God. It's not. It's not just about like religion, even like it's it's just they just take the pith out of everything, you know. <laughs> It's South Park, right? I guess. I don't know. How do they get away well, yeah, with it? <laughs> yeah, but if something like The Simpsons makes a joke like ever so much as extreme as South Park, they'd get cancelled within seconds. Simpsons? Maybe not The Simpsons. No. Well, I don't but know. I, 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 I do get what you're saying, though. My live Dave Chappelle jokes that he would used to say, like, probably he can't get it. People would like like want to cancel him now today, which they they have, right? So yeah, there is yeah. definitely a. But South Park is still going and still making these jokes, but isn't getting canceled. <laughs> True, I, I I like some of it though. Like with it being against the church, it, it was just kind of heretical in my opinion. And like dogging like and talking smack on Joseph Smith like that, kind of rude. Yeah, I mean, like I suppose. Like with the Book of Mormon musical, they just sort of portray us like, like it's also just taking the mick out of like African people because it's very like yeah stereotypical like African. Do you know much about like the musical? I, I've 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 seen bits and pieces of it. I've heard Kai talk about it, but I've never myself hmm. seen it. So, well, no, I haven't seen it. Like I'd never go and like willingly right, like that. but I've heard a lot about it and um like in our sunday school lesson because they just felt the need to to teach us about that because there will be like a lot of young people going to watch it and then that might bring up a lot of questions mm -hmm. to us and then because they know we're members of the church we'll probably get bombarded with questions about like what took place in the musical and then if that's mm -hmm. real like like one of the questions that we like we had to be split off and asked like and answer some questions that right. were spurted in like the musical and stuff in in Sunday school, and like one of them was like, um, like, do you get your own planets and like, <laughs> are like homosexual people allowed in the church and stuff and like, like all these questions that people could ask us at any time is just like, but I think that yes, it is a negative image of the church, but it is sparking conversations which is that's true good. because like um one of my elders that i know literally had to um like him and his companion uh stood outside um the theater and uh was handing out like saying to people to uh <laughs> you're right it's, 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 it's my wife she said, she's like, hurry up. So, sorry. You're good. 
<laughs> no, but um, like we're just sort of uh, like one of my elders that I know was standing outside the theater, uh, like portraying, like saying, "Well, you've watched the musical. How about you read the book?" Like they've been like t- t- handing out like Book of Mormons outside mm-hmm. of the theater just to to get people talking because people get curious after they True. watch the musical because they because if you're shown something you're gonna want to to find out more about it if you're already willingly watching a movie or a musical with the title mm-hmm. like clearly these people must have gone to see it for a reason true 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 like that they, they could be susceptible to it because if they and and like because when they're handing out these things like they could think that the the Book of Mormon, like, the actual book is, like, an adaptation of the musical, and then mm-hmm. they read it and figure out that it's not, and then mm-hmm. there's actual truth to it. So, I just think that it's, it's definitely, like, like I, the musical even, like, spouted a bunch of progressive stuff about, like, the church being, like, homophobic and stuff. Yeah. And this. It's, like, <laughs> calling homophobic. Okay. I mean, I mean, like, I like I like the analogy of a uh, homophobia saying that we're not we're not scared of gay people they should be scared of us. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true like well, I'm not scared of gay people what? Like why why is it a phobia? Like they they like, misunderstand even, phobia. Yeah, I just I just don't understand because even the likes of like BYU is turning progressive. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you saw that um have you seen recently that um russell nelson made it to where for you to be able to be a teacher within the um church i think within like a ces uh, church to be in the church educational system you have to have an active temple recommend to be in that to be able to teach and i'm like that's a very good step in the right direction because there's a lot of people who don't have recommends espousing like anti anti church rhetoric and getting and getting away with it, and it's just because because they just got hired, so they can say whatever they want about the church, and they yeah. so not now and now partly I think there will be they'll be start being held accountable and fired if they don't get their yeah. things in check. So that's a, that's a good yeah. thing. Yeah, I mean it's like it's like that guy that was like or that girl or whatever it was that um was giving like that valedictorian speech at BYU. And then they were like saying about how they, like, weren't accepted within the church and stuff for being gay and stuff like that. That, that that's like me being upset and saying and being like, they said I couldn't get a recommend or I couldn't. Um, they they, they kept saying what I was doing was wrong because I decided to keep killing people, and it's just like, dude, no, what you're doing? How about we admit like we're, we're sinning? You know, we need we need to change that. And the same thing like with me, but with my, with my wife. Um, but before she was my wife, she was my girlfriend. And me not growing up in church, I was like, it's just sex. And my mom always taught me, if you're gonna do it, do do have do it with someone you love. And and I, and I thought I took that seriously. But we weren't married. Is the thing. So obviously, we're doing something wrong. And for, and people to act like they're being attacked or targeted. And she's like, no, we want you, we we want what's best for you. We want what is best for you. Don't take it as like yeah. I was being mad at you or like condemning you or something because we want you yeah. to be happy. Yeah, no, it's just like what the church is doing 
is for off like benefit like the mm -hmm. word of wisdom mm -hmm. no sex before marriage like it's just these these principles that that don't like like cause any harm to us that like they're actually preventing the harm from happening exactly like, exactly the alcohol drugs smoking stuff like that and and like the no sex before marriage like sex is definitely a sacred thing that mm -hmm. shouldn't and when you end up going between from partner to partner like sex is a very intimate thing and if you mm -hmm. if you aren't like bound in marriage by god you end up it's very it's very hard for you to get over this person that you had sex with and to go through the next relationship because it is a very intimate thing it's a binding thing so it, yeah, it, exactly like, like people are just hooking up with whoever and then mm -hmm. and then losing their virginities to to whoever like one night stands or or their boyfriends at the time or stuff and then mm -hmm. and then something happens between them and their boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever and then it just like they regret doing it in the first place because that isn't their life partner mm -hmm. and they haven't lost their virginity to somebody that they actually truly loved and were connected with exactly exactly absolutely like, absolutely like hookup culture is definitely just so damn it mm -hmm. so damaging to uh, yeah society because like we just like especially like with the gay culture and stuff as well it's just definitely very prevalent in that okay. and uh oh that's where we get like like stis and stuff and stds from is like this culture like yeah, um, she's come back again. She's telling me to come eat food, and she, okay. she's like, "Come and eat. You have food. I brought you food. Come out here and eat it." So, fi final thoughts. Sorry. Let's um. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Um. If there any, any last things you want to say, um, plug your channel. Uh, plug your um, my channel. Plug your Instagram one more time, and any last yeah. words you want to say before you head out. Um. I mean, like. Yeah, my uh, Instagram handle is a uh, Cosmic Sodamite, and uh, it'll probably be in the description or something. It is. Know? It is in the description. If you are, if you, if you nice. can see it, click on yeah. it. You can go straight to it. Yeah, I mean, I have my my testimony on there and some stuff as well. So very good yeah, to read. Definitely. You guys should definitely go read that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, in a bit more detail and stuff, and if anyone wants to send me a message or DM me, like anything with advice or anything i'm i'm happy to answer as well so um yeah thank you for for having me on here no problem i'm, I'm glad we actually came and talked about this stuff we've been trying to get this done for a minute finally got it done <laughs> yeah. so thank you there's technical difficulties all happens anyways thank you for being here you have a great time and yeah. we'll see you around all right all right see you man thank you All right, folks. All right. Um, yeah, wife wants me to go eat. She brought food in here, and I didn't want to eat on camera. That's rude. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take it out there and go eat with her and go do that stuff. But yeah, um, love God. There's a change is always available to you. Um, don't let the world convince you that you are unable to change or try to normalize what is wrong. 
Because regardless of how you feel about it, a sin is a sin. So therefore, we, we need to try our best to improve on ourselves. Um, you know, the dangers of pornography, like the, re the reality of homosexuality and how what, what, what it all does to you. So follow God. Um, ch his channel, I mean, his Instagram is down below. You guys have a great night. I'll see you around.